0: up everyone welcome to the 330th episode of the pokemon podcast you think i would get that right by now my name is sbj with me today will
1: and i was going to say something about getting old and losing my eyesight and having to use the magnifier on my camera in order to read the text on trading cards but i am completely offended by greg's pre-show <laughs> statements about the quality of shabu shabu In the Washington, D.C. area, even though my favorite Shabu Shabu restaurant was closed because the building was dangerous and all was about to fall over. (laughs) 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 You can only get good Shabu Shabu in (laughs) buildings that are about to be demolished.
0: Uh, Greg is here. Shabu Shabu (laughs) expert Greg. Shabu
2: Shabu 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 enthusiast i think and i think my point completely stands at this point will i
1: mean that's fine whatever opinions you may wish to have to, are your opinions
2: when i come to dc for nationals we're gonna find a decent shabu shabu place
1: i think they all closed i think all the buildings fell down <laughs>
0: <laughs> shabu so the reason we were talking about shabu shabu is because eventually i'm going to japan but that's a different time and a different place. Time now is for Pokemon news. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the place is <of> this podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, we got some Pokemon news. It's, we, we have some Meltan stuff. We have some uh, Pokemon Go stuff. Uh, as at least of when we're recording this, Niantic and the Pokemon Company International have all tweeted about Gen 4 coming to Pokemon Go. As typical podcast fashion, as soon as this episode comes up, there will probably be more news, but look, either by the time this podcast (laughs) comes up, Gen 4 will be here, or by the time this podcast comes up, Gen 4 will not be here. So just, you know, flip a coin when you're listening. (laughs) I don't know. I don't have the answers. We could speculate, Uh, I suppose. I'm
1: logging into Pokemon Go right now, so let me find
0: out. Well, I'm telling you, it's it's not here now because there's no iOS update. There has to be an iOS update to make J- Gen Four appear.
1: What if a previous iOS update made it so that in the future iOS updates aren't necessary? And I oh, didn't tell you. Maybe Minor bug fixes, man. That's deep that deep is.
0: pockets with uh, with Tim Cook over at Apple, I suppose. <laughs> Pikachu is <laughs> stuffing in those pockets. Yeah, so we got that. We have our question of the week. We have our Pokemon of the week. We'll see if we'll fit in some emails. Uh, There's not, there's a lot of news articles, but again, just like last week, a lot of news articles, not that in depth, like not a lot of talking points about these news articles, but we'll kick off the news here with some Animal Crossing news. Heck yeah. Dun, Mm. dun, dun. This was sent in over by Cool Gabe from Slack. Part of the Addict channel. Uh, This is off MyNintendoNews.com. Pokemon and Animal Crossing and Crossover. Hold on. Pokemon and Animal Crossing Pocket Camp Crossover event announced. There we go. Got there. This is actually a UK article, but, I mean, it applies to everywhere. Uh, Nintendo UK has revealed that Animal Crossing Pocket Camp is getting a Pokemon Crossover event this special event is due to begin tomorrow. I actually believe it's in the game right now. And will f- feature a Pokeball scavenger hunt, which will enable players to get various ev themed items. Animal Crossing Pocket Camp is available for both iOS and Android. Who is still playing Animal Crossing Pocket Camp? Raise your hand. I never started. Sorry. Never started. But you're both Animal Crossing fans. I am not an Animal Crossing fan. Really? Hold on. But, Will, hold on, Will. I know you're a big animal. Greg, we need to address this. (laughs) (laughs) How are you not an Animal Crossing fan? It has everything you like in games, I feel like. Okay, list those things. All right. It has cute creatures. One. It has uh, people you can flirt with. That is not a requirement. (laughs) You can you can decorate your character. I know you're into character. I know I know you're into your character's looking good. True,
2: but most of their stuff looks terrible.
0: Oh my goodness! No, it doesn't.
2: They've got nice little outfits for the seasons and everything. Here's okay. So true, cute. Yeah, decoration. Yeah. Here's my bigger problems with it. One. The people I like move out of my neighborhood, and the people I hate move in. It's like real life. No, real life, I just ignore them in the game. I have to interact with them. That is not real life. Two, I have to check in every day or these lazy people don't clean up my town. And so I have to be there every day to be on top of these lazy animals who are like, find me some sofa no find your own sofa you've tasked me to beautify the city because all y'all are too lazy to pull some weeds
1: they actually fixed that in the most recent one
2: well so i tell you the last one that i played was on the 3ds and i forget which one it was new leaf new leaf and this is literally (laughs) i got the perfect town beautification rating or whatever that was Mm-hmm, yep and I could leave a mayor note, and this is what it says and still to this day, Pokemon's out. See ya, you're on your own forever. <laughs> the mayor, <laughs> and I shut off the game, and it never went back.
0: I mean that's fair.
2: <laughs> the thing is is i i i I don't like games that punish you for not checking in daily that have that daily requirement so, Like the weeds, you know, I have to work. I have other games I want to play, so if I don't get to it every day, then I am punished for for not attending to them. And I do not like that aspect of Animal Crossing, and every time I'm like, do I want to get back into a somewhat ugly relationship with a game that I like for the first like couple of days when I'm really into it, but then I realize that I have to grind every day, and then I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm out. That's a
0: fair complaint, I think. And I think, though, like with the current trend of games, I think games are getting away from punishing players and trying to reward players to come back. I mean, you've not to bring up Destiny, but Destiny is a game that used to make you work really hard for something that you don't even know if you want it in the end. And they have kind of switched it to where everything you're doing is rewarding. And if you want to do extra stuff, you are getting rewarded even more on top of that. So I I definitely see the like, oh, if I didn't play for a week, I know the minute I log in, there's going to be cockroaches in my house and there's going to be three weeds. times 21 weeds because I think three weeds a day. And that
2: elephant that I have been gifting for weeks is like, yep, I'm out. I'm (laughs) over to so-and-so's down because I'm flighty. No, I didn't. Here's the only thing that would get me back hardcore into Animal Crossing if it was all the animals were Pokemon. If that happened, then I would check in every day. Mm.
1: What if they introduced a new mythical Pokemon that you could only get from getting achievements in Animal Crossing?
2: Is it cute? Yes. What if its yes. name? Because was... because the current
0: uh, one ain't <laughs> melt. <laughs> Will you never played? Uh, you never played Pocket Camp?
1: Oh no, no, I, I I have no interest in Pocket Camp. I only play mainline Animal Crossing games. <laughs> oh, I see. So
2: <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I only do core series Animal yeah, Crossing uh, games. Exactly, I, I understand. Valid These complaint. side games are not, you know, they're just not up to snuff. They cut out all the things that I like.
1: Exactly. That I mean that that's not. There's no Tom Nook in there. That's not Animal Crossing without Tom Nook and his <laughs> horrible <laughs>
2: lending
0: policies. I uh was so excited for Pocket Camp when it came out and when I I played it probably for 4 or 5 days before I realized that it did feel like a chore. Now I understand that like most of Animal Crossing is a chore, pulling weeds, running errands, chopping down trees, picking up garbage, recycling like it it's a lot of lit chores i mean no i, mean, try, I but, don't want to do them in real life
2: <laughs> i do not want to do them in my video game life is the like the reason why i have a hard time picking up stardew valley like i know it's supposed to be an amazing game but i'm like do i want to
0: get into chores the game exactly kind of no but like animal crossing i would say easily top five favorite series all time hands down and then of the, yours of mine yeah
1: yeah. Oh yeah. Steve used to go to that online marketplace to where you could trade items. Like if you were looking for specific items that you needed. Oh, that was
0: back like in the, the Animal wild Crossing world. eBay. Yeah. yeah. That was that was a long time okay, ago.
2: So what? What about Animal Crossing? As we now switch over to Animal Crossing podcast.
0: So how perfect. It, so- I've been waiting 330 episodes for this. <laughs> it's it's crossing
2: cast. What about Animal Crossing makes it in your top five? So I think...
0: Prior to Pocket Camp, I I thought I liked everything about Animal Crossing. Like, I thought, you know, everything was a perfect game besides silly stuff like you plant a bunch of flowers and then all of a sudden somebody moves in and they just happen to move in on all the flowers you planted or uh, you have the perfect location for you. It's mostly visitors or it's mostly people moving in. You like have the perfect location for your house. All of a sudden somebody moves in and their house is right next to your house like that stuff's frustrating but when I was playing Pocket Camp and I was One of the first things that came to mind was man this game seems like it's really asking for money up front whereas I think games like Magic Jump or Pokemon Go or even like Clash Royale beginning of Clash Royale maybe not so much but Clash Royale now those games really don't ask for money um and I like that and I at that point like whether or not you want to put money into a mobile game, that's totally up to you. That's not the discussion. But the thing that Animal Crossing Pocket Camp was missing, which is I think why I really, really liked Animal Crossing, was one, it was missing the museum. And there was a big part of me that I really liked of, you know, finding my two fossils, doing fishing in seasons, collecting bugs. Um, And then that all just kind of came back to, oh, duh, I like games where I can collect stuff. Because, like, I play Destiny, and I literally collect guns that I never plan on shooting, but I want them in my vault. So if somebody goes, do you have this gun? I can go, yeah, I got I got them all. Do I use them? No, but I got them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I play another game called Pokemon, which, again, it's a lot of, hey, I caught an Abra. Am I going to use that? No, but into the PC it goes. <laughs> but if somebody asks, I do have an Abra.
1: Yeah, my biggest problem with New Leaf, which I will learn going forward, especially for the Switch game, what we don't know what that's going to be called yet, because Animal Crossing is definitely in my top five games as well, is play with other people as little as possible. Because I like was playing New Leaf, I thought I was doing great, having a good time, had my house set up the way I liked it, was you know just tooling around my town, doing flower beds and everything. And then I went to visit my friend Nick's town. And this dude has, like, in the space of one month, like, perfectly laid out pathway tiles with hedgerows around fountains and statuary. I hate, that's that's and, a thing I hate about Animal Crossing. And I'm like, I cannot get to this level. <laughs> so just don't go to people's towns. I
0: don't like the tile sets that people lay down. I wish Animal Crossing had a way that I could just build a road or build a path. Yes, in I, the
2: game. I absolutely agree with that. I mean, that's one like I like collecting games up to a point and if I realize that there is if it's just for me, I sort of look I see too far behind the curtain. I think it's part of my problem with Animal Crossing is that I'm doing I'm filling out a museum not because it fits a story, not because it, it's just to fill out a museum. And only I see that, and that doesn't interest me.
0: Mm. I mean, I just I mean other people like, eh. see it if they come to your town. Yeah, but then I have
2: to like open the gates and then it, well, sit y- online y- while they come y- wandering in. And
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. The second thing that I really liked about Animal Crossing was I don't, it's weird because like I don't really care about decorating my house. I'm more so. I care about decorating my town. So, like, being able to put up benches and flowers and cut down trees and put up a lighthouse and this is where the coffee shop goes, that is a hundred times more appealing to me than my house because I don't think I... In in reality, you don't actually spend a lot of time in your own house when you're playing Animal Crossing. You're running through your town. So, like, running through something you've created. And that's why people put down those tiles to, like, make that... Like, I get it. I get why people do it. I just hate it because it's a lot of work and you accidentally pick them up and then oh i just wish they would that's a different complaint but pocket camp was missing those two things it's missing the museum aspect and it's unless you know in the last year it's been out they've added a museum i don't think so the first five days it didn't and it's not like it's not a really it's a campsite focus not a town focus which like customizing the van like your little rv that was really cool like i do like i i think that was cute but it didn't running between like Vertical screens because it's on a mobile phone didn't really feel fun. It it, it, running between those vertical screens for me made it point like really clearly make made it seem like these are just boring errands that I'm using to get tickets. But I could pass all of this by if I just spent the money. And honestly, I think my time, I think just spending the money is is a better use of my time than running through. It's cool though, going back to Pokemon that this Pokeball scavenger hunt is in it. Uh, you can get EV themed furniture. You can get EV themed uh, hoodie, hat, outfit thing. I, must, at, at, I guess at the end of the day, it's cool that these two franchises have finally touched each other. Because I know that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Will, there was no Pokemon items you could put in your house. I know there was like Star Fox, there was Zelda, there was Metroid. Oh, yeah, no, no, no Pokemon. So there was other Nintendo properties there, but never Pokemon. I mean, if they ever make that Animal Crossing
2: Pokemon game, then I will be back in. If the Switch is that, if the 2019 Pokemon game is Animal po- Animal Crossing Pokemon, then I probably will play it. I don't think
0: that's going to be the case. But what if they did have either Animal? What if they did have Pokemon furniture? See, that's cool. I think no. Ugh. Ugh. Also, the, the one thing about the, the mobile game that I think is really great was the three little, uh, were they crows or ravens? I don't remember what kind of bird they were, but the little Pip-Boys that tuned up your RV. Those characters were amazing. Right. Pep, I thought they were penguins.
1: Pep-Boys.
0: Pep are they penguins? I know they were birds. I'm pep pretty pip sure. Boys? Pip-Boys, Pep-Boys, whoever they are. They...
1: Pep-Boys is the auto-place. Pip-Boy is the thing you wear on your arm in Fallout.
0: Okay. Well, let's let's put those two things together and make a game. All right. Interesting. <laughs> so after this twenty minute conversation about Animal Crossing, I'm I'm assuming the uh, <laughs> crossover event, Pokeball Scavenger Hunt, isn't pulling you guys in. No. Oh heck, no. No.
1: Not unless that's the only way to get Meltan.
0: As somebody who did play it, like that's I feel like I've just missed everything. Like at this point, like why I go back? I've already missed everything up to this point. Yeah. Some other Pokemon news here. A Pokemon Center to open in Singapore. Pokemon Center store will be opening up, uh, opening at the upcoming Cru- Jewel Shanghai Airport in Singapore. The, s- the store alongside the new airport will be open in the first half of 2019. The store will offer an array of Pokemon merchandise sold in Japan as well as original merchandise exclusively created for the Jewel. Such as toys, stationery, and trading card games, and video games.
2: What, is, what
0: What exclusive video game and trading card is going to be sold at a Singapore location? Uh, we'll have to find out when uh, it opens. Let's go Meltan only at Singapore. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> Pokemon Center stores currently operate in several, several locations across Japan and sell many kinds of official merchandise. The new store will be the first official permanent Pokemon Center outside of Japan since the Pokemon Center store in New York was transformed into the Nintendo World Store, also known as Nintendo New York. This store's logo features Lapras, Pikachu, and Celebi. They need to open up a Pokemon Center in the Mall of America.
1: Well, that's not going to happen.
2: So. Mall of America too. There's going to be another one? Yeah. They're there. expanding.
0: Across the parking lot. Oh. You both have to prepare yourself. Uh-oh. For trouble? Or, or, <laughs> for the Ultra Spooky Cup Online Competition. I do like online competitions. I'm not uh, big on ultra spooky, though. Uh, the newest online competition may send shivers down your spine and put a shiny Mimi Q in your goodie bag, too. I'm in. It's time yep. to sign up for the Ultra Spooky Cup, a single battle competition permit, permitting only the spookiest and creepiest Pokemon we could track down. Who's we? This, competi- <laughs> this competition will feature plenty of haunting ghost types like Palosand. <laughs> I like how that was their choice to <laughs> that point will. out. Uh, Pokemon with a sinister visage like Midnight Form Lycanroc. And even Pokemon like Pikachu and Eevee that are known to wear special costumes for occasions. Be prepared. Even the spookiest of mythical Pokemon will be haunting Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon competition. All qualified participants in the Ultra Spooky Cup online competition will receive a shiny Q. So make sure Uh-oh. you sign up. Players must compete at least three battles to qualify You'll be eligible to receive a shiny Mimi Q whether you win or lose. So find a team and have fun. It's talking about games that are not punishing you. You can, you can lose three times so you still get the same reward as somebody who wins three times.
1: Yeah, that's that what the millennials want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants a partition, participation trophy, Will. The event will begin at 0000 UTC on Friday. I don't know what time that actually is. Uh, October 26th. Uh, I don't understand UTC time. It ends on Sunday, October 28th. Trainers will be limited to 15 battles per day uh, with unplayed battles carrying over to the next day. Ah, the AT&T rollover plan. Yep. All right, to sign up, you have to sign up between Thursday, October 18th through Thursday, October 25th. You must sign up during this period to uh, to participate. You may sign up for the competition once per game registered to your PGL account. Okay, so uh, if if somebody has never done this before, Will, it sounds like you have done it. Uh, not in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Um, am I signing up in the Festival Plaza? I think so.
1: Oh. Uh... Am I signing uh, up it used the to be you had to go to the website,
0: Pokemon Global Link website. We should, you know, haven't done one of these since I think X and Y. Uh,
1: I did. I think I did a couple in uh, uh, the Alpha Sapphire, that one, Beta Emerald, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire, that one. <laughs> I did. A, I think I did a couple there, but I don't remember anything really about. How I signed up for them?
1: I know, it's been so long. But those competitions are so much fun!
2: They are fun! I mean, I get sort of... I get a, I get really into my own head about them, and I'm like, oh, I need to make the perfect team, and then I spend way too much time, like... Eh. Breeding stuff, because that's the part I really like, and then I'm like, oh, why did I do this? Because <laughs> I'm not good at uh, online competition battling.
1: Well, we can't sign up until... Friday of this week um,
0: So as on the next on podcast website. we'll be able to tell people how to do it Yes. Maybe because you know I, I, I stream Pokemon for a living so I'm way more involved like I have more time like I'm not working a 9 to 5 job while well, I'm working and technically a 9 to 5 job is just playing Pokemon and not working for the man Not, um, not coding But I'm very excited for this because I f- feel like this is a pretty Good reward, even though I have a shiny Mimikyu. Uh, this is coming in a Cherish Ball, which is cool and unique. Um, I can tell you what it has it has, uh, it comes in a Cherish Ball. Uh, it is shiny, we already talked about this. It will be holding a rare candy. Uh, its nature will be random, its ability is disguise. I th- don't think Mimikyu can have another ability. And it will know the moves Mimic, Snatch, Trick, and Destiny Bond. And you can redeem the code. So it looks like when you do your three battles, you'll get a code. And you'll, you can redeem your code all the way up to December 30th. We talked about qualifying. You must do three battles. You will receive it. Rankings and results will come in November. Uh, can only be ultra games. Can't be regular sun and moon. It is a single battle format. Mega stones not permitted. Duplicate items not permitted. Duplicate Pokemon not pre- pre- Permitted. Uh you register register 3 of your 6 pokemon to your battle team. All pokemon will be at level 50. 10 minute time limit, 60 seconds to pick a move. Players can do 15 things a day. Um and there is a list of pokemon here. Uh they I do know that Marshadow is allowed. Oh nice. Oh, if, if you have Marshadow. Oh, look at this. This this is like a, this looks like where you would actually sign up on the Pokemon GTL or G Pokemon dash GL. I mean, it's, it's what you expect. You know, Apsals, Aegislash, Asalgor, Alakazam, I guess that's spooky. Aerodactyl? Is that spooky?
1: It's, I, mean, I mean, it's a scary flying dinosaur, dude. Yeah,
2: kinda. It tried to eat ash, didn't it? Yeah. Rattata? That's spooky.
0: That's spooky. Eckins, yep, yep. Zubat, vile. Oh, so no oddish, no gloom, but vile plume is allowed. Well, it's um, vile, sorry, Will. so. Paris Parasect. That's fine.
1: I like vile plume too.
0: Meowth and a Persian, a Meowth, not regular Meowth or regular Persian. Victory Bell is allowed to all forms of Grimers and Mucks. Of course, your Gengar line, your Hypno line, your entire Marowak line. Uh, Coughing, wheezing Tangela, Mister mm. Mime. Ditto, very spooky. How is Tangelo spooky?
1: Well, it's, you know, what's in the. Yeah, those you don't know what's under nice. no, All
2: right. All right. I'll give you it. My boys, uh, Omanite Kabuto
0: line. Ugh, they're scary because they're so bad. Get, get yourself Basically. a Knocked Owl. Be like Ash, shiny Knocked Owl. Get, what a clever little Knocked Owl. Aeridos, uh, Crobat, SPN, Umbreon, Unknown. Want to get yourself some all of the
2: unknowns? Uh, get
0: yourself some unknown going on here. Murkrow line of course. only the letters B, O are allowed.
2: <laughs> Stop!
0: <laughs> That's too scary. Rygar, sneasel grand grand bull scary. I, it's a dog. it's a big big
2: scary bulldog.
0: It'll bite you. Okay, all right. Hound hound hour hound doom. mighty yena dust. No Yenna though. Pucciana too adorable. No too adorable too cute uh shiftery Dr- duck stocks shininja The what Wismer. loudred explode there's mm, I, they do have the butt mm, mm, yeah okay <laughs> <It's> sold <laughs> sold on the scary butt <laughs> sableye maulwile the gulpin line carvana sharpedo cacnea lunatone but not solrock
1: well, because rock is daytime. Yeah, that's, not that's not scary. scary. Daytime isn't
0: scary. Crawdant. I mean, daytime TV might be. <laughs> daytime TV, very scary. Crawdonta, uh, Zangus, the Viper, cladle. Of course, your Shuppet line, your Duskull line, your Snow Run slash Glalie, your Absol. Your Huntail is spooky, but not your Gorbis. Huntail's oh, hunt- got them teeth. That's true. Uh, your drift, your your balloon line, your Miss Magius, your Honchcrow. <laughs>
2: your balloon line.
0: <laughs> your, your stun tanks, your spirit tombs, Skaroopies, uh, Crow Gunk line, Caravine, Obama Snow, I guess, is on here. I'm, I guess Abominable Snowman, I suppose. Yeah, that's what I get they were going for. Uh, Electivire, Magmortar. Mm, okay. Mm. Rotom. I,
1: I don't know
2: what Dark to tell Cry me.
0: is allowed the big one no oh, cry Lyapard line. lined Gigalith? giggalith just no 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 bull door. just Gigalith. why Gigalith? well you know rock cavers sp- it geez. likes to
1: wear fancy costumes no, all right.
0: bat <laughs> is
2: on bat- well, it. is it cuz it's so scary how bad it
0: is y- yeah scary bad mhm All right. Crocodile, Sigilif, uh, Kofagrigus, Zorark, of course, Gothitelle, Garboder, of course, Jellicent, the entire Litwick line, B E M, Uh, Golurk. You know, stuff you're going to expect. Volcarona, Hydrogen. There was, uh, yeah, Aegislash line, Meowstick. Slurpuff, I guess, is spooky, apparently. Pangoro. I mean, Cotton Candy that tries to eat you, yeah, I'll get it. All right. Of course, Pumpkaboo line. Trevident, Noivern, Hoopa, again, another mythical Pokemon you guys can use, Decidueye, Incineroar, both on the list, Lycanroc, mm. Toxapec, uh, Araquanid, Shenotic, Salazzle, Beware, Palosan, Galissapod, all of type Null, Mimikyu, Delmise, Nilego, Zerkitry, and Guzzlord, Marshadow, Poiple, Negandadell, Blacephalon. All on the list. No stack attack. I don't know. A giant facing a giant wall with eyes. I think is kind of spooky. But it's a quick
2: we r- need to talk. We need to talk to the creators of this list. Get them on. Set up. Set up an interview. Question one. Meg mortar.
0: <laughs> explode. explode. I uh yeah. Explode was a weird one. Was there any recent competitions that actually gave a reward, like a shiny? Like I know. Past competitions have given Pokemon, but an actual... I don't recall one. I remember... But... I saw on the internet a little bit that people were very... People, like, the the response I saw was like, oh, a good reward for once. But I don't know what past rewards were.
1: Uh, well, you got a special wallpaper if you did the Let's Go Cup.
0: Okay, yep. This is significantly better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think the last one that I did, now that I think about it, was, like, the one where it was, like, the electric types. You could only use electric types. Yeah. So I remember I did breeding and everything for that.
2: <sighs> I don't... Ugh. I mean, part of me is, like, it's so much easier to to just breed a shiny Mimikyu than trying to breed everything it? to play in this. Yeah.
1: I, I remember all the struggles that... Uh, Wait, who was it that I was watching? No, I can't remember. This, from what, what I it recall, Micah? it was quite was this Micah struggle. having his
0: That's right, he was doing he the signing was thing. Was sh- yeah, well. All right. Well, if 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 you're interested in that, if if you've never done the uh the online competition stuff, probably this is probably one of the better rewards. I'm looking at past things and yeah, I'm not seeing anything standing out. Uh, I did find on Pokémon's actual website, believe this believe this. Or not, I suppose. I guess or you, not. Don't, you don't have to believe me, but there's actually a distributions page on their website. It's pokemon.com slash us slash pokemon hyphen distributions. And it shows you active distributions and previous. I don't know why it's so buried or why I've never discovered this page before, but the active distributions are the shiny Mimikyu one for the competition. And then just a reminder here. Decidueye Incineroar Primarina are gifts. If you are a Pokemon Bank subscriber, that distribution ends on October 31st. So if you're debating or if you're curious about Pokemon Bank, it is $5 a year, not a month, a full year. It's like, I don't know, what, 60 cents a day or something like that? 50, 40 cents a day? Math? Or not a day, A month. Yeah, that's more like it. There you go. These are the hidden ability Gen 7 starter Pokemon. It's about two cents a day. Two cents a day. So uh, you have until October 31st to log into your Pokemon Bank and redeem them if you have an active Pokemon Bank membership. And now we're going to take a quick break. And we got some Meltan news to talk about and some Pokemon Go news to talk about. So we will be right back. Hey uh, what do you guys think about pumpkin spice? Pumpkin spice and Pumpkin spice with frosted flakes. Pumpkin spice and Pumpkin spice, mini weed and Pumpkin spice and Pumpkin spice frosted flakes, Pumpkin spice and Pumpkin spice, Pop Tarts. And pumpkin spice frosted, frosted flakes. flakes. Pumpkin slice and we got a peppermint, peppermint mocha. mocha. And we are back from our break. This is off pokemon.com. more Pokemon arriving in Pokemon go. Your Pokemon what? go <laughs> Your Pokemon go adventure adventures are about to get even bigger. When Pokemon that were originally discovered in the Sinnoh region arrive in the game, stock up on like the
1: cat. Yes,
0: stock up on like like Zera or just giant stock up on Pokeballs, berries and lure modules and tighten up those laces on your favorite walking shoes because a whole lot more Pokemon are out there waiting to be discovered. Along with the additional Pokemon, several tweaks to the game balance are also being implemented implemented based on trainer feedback. Mm. These changes are designed to promote an improved overall experience. Check out below for for specifics. As you explore the world of Pokemon Go, your following changes will affect the Pokemon that appear around you. Bullet point one, moving forward, the weather feature will have a reduced effect on the rate at which Pokemon appear. Number two, as you are, as you explore a given area, you will notice a greater variety of Pokemon species that will appear over time and at different rates. That sounds good. Number th- that sounds,
2: okay, so uh, is the first bullet point saying that the weather effect, so like right now it seems like when it's raining, the type that are strong in rain appear more. Do we think it's saying that that will be lessened for more diversity?
0: I think so. That's how okay. I interpret it. Because when it's raining in my house, I'll have, you know... It rains in your house? Yes.
1: When You when got I... there before me. I'm, uh, I'm offended.
0: <laughs> when Irene leaves the shower on for four days straight, uh, it rains Ooh. in the house. No, um, so when it does rain and I check Pokemon Go in my house, I'm usually just surrounded by, like, Weedles or Caterpies or wormples, I suppose. So I'm assuming what it's saying is you probably won't get that many Pokemon because of the rain, but also the second bullet point is saying we're just going to give you straight up variety without depending on that weather. Hmm. So I think this is a way for them to like give you, like show you more Pokemon, but also at the same time take away from your weather bonuses. Because right, if it's rainy, I get what? I get like a... 25 extra stardust for catching pokemon that are that are bug because bug is boosted in the rain so if i'm only seeing bugs then i'm only getting the boost on that not that they probably care that much but i think variety is probably better than just seeing 20 wormple in your house i would agree with that yeah and the third bullet point is certain areas such as parks and nature reserves will now contain a more ver- varied pokemon species. So again, you can take this both as good as ba- good or bad. A lot of parks have nests where people will grind out certain pokemon. So for example, there is a park near me in Umgrove that used to be a Wingull nest, it then turned into an Omanyte nest. I think currently is it it is a shelter nest. So, if you were looking for a shiny Pokemon of that point, you know, if you go there currently, at least if you go there, there will be shiny, there will be shelter. And so, if you're looking for a bunch of shelter to find a shiny one, you have that possibility by making more varied species. It looks like they might be cutting down on that nest, which for hardcore players, that might be a complaint, right? Cause like I don't yeah. care about the Pokemon, I want to find a shiny. But if you're looking at casual players, if they're only seeing the same Pokemon, that would be a turnoff, especially if they decided for, hey, we're, I'm a casual player, I have one hour to play this week, I want to go to this park, walk my dog, my kids will play on the swing set, oh, this sucks, I'm only seeing shelter
2: Agreed. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I'm hoping that they find a balance between those two, like, the, 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 it will still be a nest but they'll mix in a wider variety of others that spawn yeah I'm about
1: ready to punch a drowsy I'm tired of
2: seeing those dudes <laughs> they, they, uh, shiny.
0: they left at 3pm central time so unless you're, you're, you're whatever national park you live in will is a drowsy nest it certainly is the second big change here is changes to Pokemon's effectiveness in battle the in-game battle mechanics are being rebalanced. You may notice some Pokémon changes in the cup coming weeks. This strikes me. Okay, so this whole article pokemon. I believe uh I believe you can trust it as it is pokemon.com. <laughs> i don't know is that an official I website i don't know I, I don't
1: know they messed up squirtle sunglasses
0: so so
1: they're very untrustworthy
0: there, I, i'm looking on the web page i'm not seeing where i can smash the like button and i don't see a bell i can ring so i'm not sure uh, if this is official uh, oof. anyways what this what this is saying to me is even if gen 4 rolls out let's say you know 10 minutes after you finish this podcast it sounds like this this second part isn't coming until maybe a week or two after that. I don't think they're going to do all the changes. And I think we saw that before with when they announced weather. Stuff happened and then weather came like a week later. I think. If I remember correctly. If it wasn't weather, it was something else that they changed. Anyways, this is what they're changing. CP values will be adjusted going forward to improve game balance. That means all of you holding on to your 666 hound hours, or if you're holding on to your seven, seven, seven Vulpixes, or if you're holding on to your four twenty coughings, probably not gonna be six 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 anymore. Probably no more no more Devil Dog, no more, you know, seven, seven, seven Porygon, no more they're probably gonna be slightly changed.
1: But how can they go into the game and change the CPs of my Pokemons that I've already caught? <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> CP value is based on level. It's 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 a made-up number. It's based on your Pokémon's level and it's based on the actual stats from the main series game. So they take attack, special attack, defense, special defense, speed, HP and then they times that by a number which is your level and then that's what generates CP. Um which is you know whatever the formula is, um, you can look it up if you want to know. That's how when that's how you can determine what the CP values of Gen Four Pokemon coming because it's just the formula they've used. So that formula seems like it's changing, so all Pokemon will change based on this. Hopefully for the better. I mean right now I think any change is good since it's mostly just Machamps and Blissey's and you know X Y Z Pokemon that people tend to use normally. Not that really any of it matters, because you can go Mm-mm. into a Mewtwo raid. with. They,
1: they haven't released the Pokemon XY and the never-released Z Pokemon Oh, that's yet. true,
0: yeah. XY and Z are not in <laughs> Pokemon Go. HP values will be adjusted to close the gap between Pokemon with high and low HP. Pokemon defense and st- stamina values will be rebalanced, allowing Pokemon with highly defensive stats to be valuable by outlasting opponents in battle rather than these Pokemon merely taking too long to defeat. I think that's specifically talking about Pokemon like Blissey or Pokemon like Shuckle. Defense values have also been slightly reduced for most Pokemon. Changing these will help narrow the gap between Pokemon with highest defense stats and other Pokemon. Look for these changes and additionals coming soon, and expect further tweaks in the future to design to help Designed to help trainers and Pokemon reach their full potential. For now though, get out there and continue filling up your Pokedex. I I sure that's fine. I'm, I'm...
2: I mean I, I I until I see it in practice, I I mean it sounds good. Like anytime a company uses all the data they collected to do a rebalancing, usually it's good. I just don't know I can't like envision how this will affect the game?
1: Well, I can't envision how it will affect the game because I never pay attention to CP, and I just
0: don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that. that's fine. I, there are there are players catch, who just catch, fill their decks, and they move on with life. There's nothing well, wrong actually,
1: with that. The only way I pay attention to CP is when I'm like choosing which Pokemon to evolve so that I can have all the different Pokemon. Is I do the one that like, I sort it by CP number, you know, CP or whatever. And then I just do the one that has the highest, and that's the one that gets to evolve. Congratulations, you won the prize. No, that
0: makes sense. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes that sense. Pokemon would be at the highest level at that point. Um, and then you're saving Stardust and Candy trying to power it up. If you decide to ever go to that route, I think Only it's just required to by research.
2: Like, the battling part of Pokemon Go is not exciting. It's not like super great. It's you know a- as it stands, you just sit there and just constantly throw yourself <laughs> against the gym if you have to, and eventually you'll wear everything down. So, if that process is a slightly faster,
0: great. I am sure that Neantic has stats to say, like, oh, I'm sure 75% of gyms always have one Blissey in it, and I'm sure those, like, uh, that looks bad, right? If everyone's just putting Blissey, Snorlax, right on. I had, what else, Dragonite, Tyranitar. Those are probably some of the top ones.
1: Are you trying to say that an unbalanced meta gets boring?
0: I might be. Um, I, don't, I don't think those
1: words can ever get through to the Pokemon company, so I'm shocked. We, I guess that's Niantic's influence.
0: We know that there are very competitive uh, Pokemon Go players that will probably want to put in the optimal Pokemon to last the longest to make sure they get their 50 coins. I've always just put in whatever, because at the end of the day... It's
2: whatever. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever I get, I get. I mean, the ones downtown, if I can't get one in right at five when everybody leaves, then I'm not getting a lot of coins. If I can do it when everybody's leaving downtown, then I'm usually... I, I can guarantee that I'll
0: get a decent amount of coins. Even if they upped it to, like, 100 coins a day, I still don't think it's worth it, like... If you're by yourself taking a gym of six, one, there's really zero Pokemon that would be in a gym that would prevent you from taking it, unless maybe you're just like a new player. But if you if you've been if you're listening to this podcast, you're either playing Pokemon Go or you've completely written it off. Also, if you're listening to just a Pokemon podcast or a Pokemon Go podcast specifically, in general you're probably not level like five. So anyone listening to the show that has any interest in Pokemon go can probably easily take a, any gym by themselves. There's really nothing you can stick in a gym. That's going to like, Oh, well, mm, maybe, maybe in three weeks, I can come back and get this. It's like with the, with the DK of Pokemon, one HP per second or per minute or whatever the timer, I think it's one HP per minute. So that's 60 CP or CP 60 CP in an hour. Nothing is really stopping you from taking a gym. The, the, the thing that is stopping you is, is this going to be worth the 10 minutes I put in for potentially 50 cents? <laughs> so even if they upped it to like, you get 100 coins a day. Again, the question is, if I put in 20 minutes of work to take two gyms or three gyms, or maybe I'm with a group of people and we could take these gyms in like two minutes. And hey, is that worth the dollar? Most of the time, I can absolutely tell you, no, it's not, because I could yeah. probably do this freelance work in an hour, make this much money, and you know what? Not only did I make this much money, I'll spend a dollar in Pokemon Go, and there you go. I don't have to sit outside a gym for 15 minutes in the cold,
1: yeah, trying I to think,
0: tear down a Blissey.
1: I think what it comes down to is it's very similar to like workplaces where there are no reserved parking spaces but everybody or lots of people seem to think that a particular parking space is their parking space. And then it's like, if somebody else parks in that parking space, they get all offended. That's my analogy for Pokemon Go gyms. <laughs> it's like, this is my gym. I always have my Pokemon. Oh, wait, somebody took it? No. How dare they? I'm going to go and take it back right away. so I can get my 50 coins.
0: Hey, but if, if people find enjoyment in that, that's fine. For me, I would just rather do something I enjoy more, and that's not battling a gym. Now, that being said, I was battling a gym today, and the only reason I was is because I was standing underneath it, and I was waiting for somebody to cross the street, and it was a real long light. So, I went into the gym, I started tapping, and I don't think I looked at my phone screen until that person came over, and I said, I went down the gym a little bit. I'm not going to stay and finish it off. Let's go get something to eat. (laughs) For me, it was just the, I, I just want something to do with my hand, and I have too many potions and revives, so that's not an issue, but I hope that the changes they make do make gyms and battles more interesting. Yes. From the article on Pokemon.com, and I'm sure you can find the same thing on Niantic's website. It sounds like, to me, it sounds like we'll see a more variety, we'll see a different variety in gyms. Maybe something like attacking a Blissey won't be as annoying, but it it just sounds like the same. It just sounds like the only thing different is when you go to a gym, you will see a variety of Pokemon instead of the same 10. But maybe maybe people won't care. Maybe they'll just be like, well, you know, Blissey's still my strongest. I'm just going to put it in because it's at the top of the list. It's still... I mean, it depends if Blissey stays at the top of the list. Yeah, we don't know what the CP changes, so... To uh shift gears a little bit, there was a second video about Meltan. I think it was like story number two or adventure, whatever the whatever they're naming this little mini series with Professor Oak talking to Professor Willow. I'm assuming you both saw it. Yep. I did watch that. I thought it was really cute. Uh we'll talk about it here in a second. Let me just read what we have here. This is uh there's a full page about Meltan on Pokemon's website. You want to read about it here. Uh, but I'll just resummarize summarize Meltan real quick in case you've missed it. Uh, but most of Meltan's body is made from a liquid metal and its shape is very fluid. It can use its liquid arms and legs to corrode metal and absorb it into its own body. Meltan generates electricity using the metal it absorbs from an outside source. It uses this electricity as an energy source and also as an attack that can be fired from its eye. Clearly a curious Pokemon, Meltan is very expressive and shows interest in all kinds of things. Many reports have come in about sightings of Ditto in Pokemon Go that have transformed into Meltan. The number of sightings have significantly decreased over the past few days, but it appears that the Meltan are still appearing in various areas. Research is being conducted on those appearances of Meltan, We have learned that Pokemon Go is somehow the key to meeting this curious new Pokemon in Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. We will provide updates when we discover more. In a recently discovered video, evidence of Meltan shows the mythical Pokemon is surprisingly expressive. Meltan loves metal objects, which it will slowly inch its way towards any that it finds. It is also very curious about its surroundings, and it seems to enjoy doing whatever it pleases. We know we now know that Meltan appears in Pokemon Go. In order to catch Meltan, it is essential to have a mystery box, which can be received by sending Pokemon from Pokemon Go to Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee. Sending Pokemon from Pokemon Go into one of the Nintendo Switch titles will get you a certain item in the app, such as candies, for a specific Pokemon you sent. However, the first time you send a Pokemon... You will also get a very special item, a mystery box. The mystery box closes itself once it's used. The only way to open it again is to wait a set amount of time, and then send another Pokemon from Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee. You can also get a mystery box for sending a Pokemon to a friend's Nintendo Switch game, but you can only have one mystery box at a time. Meltan will appear once the mystery box is opened in Pokemon Go, but be careful. There are only They will only appear for the player that has opened the mystery box. Touch Meltan, touch the Meltan you see on the field map, and then try to catch it with a Pokeball. You can then bring Meltan you catch into Pokemon Go from Pokemon Go to Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee, where it can follow you around during your adventure in your Kanto region. Even if you don't catch Meltan in Pokemon Go yourself, you can still ask a friend to send one they've caught to your Nintendo Switch game. And that is all the information we have on Pokemon's website. So there was another video too, though. There were two videos that came out.
2: Yes, there were. I liked the second one a lot better.
0: Yeah, me too. Wait, are we still talking the... Prof- oh, you're talking about the one, the real, the RRL one? Yeah. The
1: IRL one, yes. yes.
0: The IRL stream? The IRL yes. Meltdown stream? We'll talk about that one in a second, but um, when they originally announced that any Pokemon Go game could send to, like, any Switch game, I thought about that, and I was like, why would somebody like my mom, who doesn't have a Switch, probably will not buy a Switch, why would she ever want to, like, come to my house and send her Pokemon to my game that she Can't get back, right? Unless she just doesn't want him anymore. But I guess if she doesn't want him Mm -hmm. anymore, she could just throw them away herself.
2: Throw them away. But I mean, is the more likely scenario why would your mom
0: make you bring your switch over to her house? Yeah. (laughs) But now, like, this makes sense, right? Yes. Has zero interest in buying a switch. Mom is super addicted to Pokemon Go. Mom will want me to bring Switch to her house so she can send a garbage Pokemon to my game, but in return, she can get a mystery box.
2: Yep. And then every five days, say, bring it back over so I can reopen my box.
0: You're in it for life. It is a cool concept. It is cool that they thought about that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how... how... Quick, this box reopens, because they said, <laughs> we don't know. I'm sure within a week, data miners will be like, oh, it's exactly four hours and 30 minutes and 42 yep. seconds before yep. you can open it again. They're going to ruin it. Have they done this much uh, build up to a mythical? I don't even think, like, you got this much build up.
2: No, I, not that I remember, no.
0: Victini, just
2: a little bit. It depends on sort of what you consider... Build up like there have been teasers like well in advance, but I think they are clearly really pushing this to sell switches. Like, I don't think there has ever been a mythical or a Pokemon that was designed to move somebody off an existing platform onto a different platform. So, this one is going to feel very different, and they're going to market it so that everybody knows that you either have to find somebody with a Switch or buy one yourself. And, you know, there's a ton of people who are like, I'll just buy
0: the Switch because I don't want to find somebody. Yep. Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, yes. But also, like, I just... There are there are just, like, multiple types of Pokemon Go players. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's... There is there's your... Like, my mom would probably buy a Switch because she loves Pokemon Go so much. But... I can she she can't afford one so like her option will be come over to my house with your switch so I can do this because she's very dedicated now to like completing her pokedex and you know playing and stuff your other option is there will be people who will buy a switch and do this I'm sure they want more pokemon in their life which is exactly what the pokemon company is trying to do is get more more people to play and then you have like another set of players that they put so much time into Pokemon Go and effort into Pokemon Go. They're probably not, they probably don't even think about this. Like they, they will probably find somebody with the switch to get this done, to get this out of the way, but their grind is going outside and going from raid to raid and doing that. And they're not worried about anything else. And then there's the last type of Pokemon Go player that. They're playing every day. They don't care that it's Pokemon. It's just the thing they do every day with their group. And if Niantic releases a new game, which they are making a Harry Potter game, and that is significantly better than Pokemon in every way or appeals to them in every way, they will jump ship as soon as possible. Like Those are kind of like the four classes of players. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm sure every game has that. I'm sure with like World of Warcraft, there was... This 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 player is only playing World of Warcraft until because there's no content anywhere else, and as soon as a new MMO comes out, they're gonna jump ship. They're gonna play that a bunch, and hey, we're out of content here. World of Warcraft just introduced more content, I'll come back. And then there's probably World of Warcraft players that are like, I really want to play something else, but I've already I've I've put five years of my life into this game, so I can't switch.
2: That struggle is real. I struggled with it and I walked away from Wow.
0: Even with the new
1: changes that they've just introduced this past year, yep, they can't get you back in
0: Nope, wow,
1: that's kind of like me and destiny. Mm, they're tired of the grind, didn't enjoy the game that much
0: there will be like there there's going to be an a point in Pokemon Go where the grind is done <laughs> right like once they release all the Pokemon, i mean they you you could you could sit here and try to argue with me like. Oh, but they haven't done all the Shinies yet. I'm sorry, like, you can't... Shinies are not new content. Shinies are nice bonuses, but don't try to tell me that, like, adding a Shiny Pokemon per event is, like, more content. It's not. It's, it's not. It's, you're tapping Pokemon that you wouldn't have caught anyways, or you would have auto-caught just for the XP stuff, or the Stardust, and the hope that, like, it is... Like, that, it's it's not bonus content. It's just something, it's just, it's like trying to chase after perfect IV Pokemon. Like, they exist, they're there, but they don't really change the game. I mean, Gen 4 will be nice. It will be nice to get those Pokemon. Black and white is going to be, like, the best thing that will probably happen to Pokemon Go. Heck yeah. And I say that because black and white has, what, 156 new Pokemon? uh put something around there yep like that is the most new pokemon i think since gen one gen three might have 150 maybe i thought black and white was the biggest since gen one i could be off with my numbers um and then you look at you look at x and y i think that was like 78 new pokemon gen seven was 68 new pokemon like there's not much after that anymore and then you're done and then maybe by then we'll have Gen 8 who knows how many Pokemon would be in there but there's nothing wrong with any of that there's just the the there there's just a very active core base that doesn't care that this is Pokemon it is just the thing they do every day and they like it for that thing but they could be catching dinosaurs, they could be catching trolls that doesn't matter to them (laughs) Yeah,
2: I don't think it's going to like super revitalize the game if that's what people are thinking. I that is not a thing. But I mean, I think I think they definitely will have a wide variety of people who are excited for
0: for these changes. As my, I, I love Mel, a Meltan. Think it's very cute. Think it's adorable. I Agreed. Think the, think the three videos that they've put out have been awesome marketing. Very well done. Very clearly they thought about it more so than like a Pokemon like Zeraora. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just very curious what happens in like 40 days with Pokemon Go players and now Switch owners. And then on top of that, I'm very curious what happens when a whole new generation of Pokemon come out. Because if I was Neantic and I'm, well, I'm sure Neantic can't do much without Game Freak. But if I'm without Game Freak, the Pokemon company, and Nintendo, this integration of like Meltan into a core series Pokemon game feel like now, if you release Gen 8 in a year, you put everything else on the back burner, and you also release Gen 8 at the same time in Pokemon Go and you just go 100% with it. And they probably could have done that during Gen 7, but also, like, I don't think they were ready for it, because I don't think they were ready for how big Pokemon Go was going to be back at that time. Yeah, I think you're right.
2: Yeah, I mean, I could see them in doing a Blitz. Or I could see them, you know, depending on what happens with Gen 8, like, they could pick, you know, we're going to introduce the baby Pokemon that are... In eggs that are in this new generation, because we're adding 15 new babies or whatever, like I could see a definite stronger tie-in. I think I don't think we'll see all of Gen Eight in there. They'll do a phased rollout like they do with everything else, but I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't do. Like I can see it going a couple of ways. I could see them picking select. Pseudo legendaries are whatever to be in gyms and some in eggs, but not release gen 8, and they're just in there for like Gen 8 release week or release month and then pulling them out. Like there's a lot of ways that it could go to see I think it really depends on how well this Meltan thing goes, will be what they will decide to do for Gen 8. Like if Meltan doesn't sell the switches like they expect it to, then I don't think we'll see a lot of Gen 8 integration.
1: Agreed. I mean, it's, it's all new, right? They're trying new things. That's what we enjoy. It gives us something to talk about, something to think about. So, heck yeah.
0: Last part is during the live action video. I don't know what to actually call this. Um, like the minute 45 realistic Meltan video where there's, we see multiple Meltan hanging out, having fun, doing stuff. Um, at the end of that trailer we see a shadow of Zygarde Meltan standing there Melgard
2: wow. Zytan so
1: do you th- think that's what it is it's a combination that the Meltans all combine together into one Meltan,
0: Absolutely. Mega Meltan? there's speculation of what this is but what we're going to do first is take a quick break <sighs> and then when we come back we'll talk about this shadow we figure that is not Darkrai right?
1: Maybe it is dark
0: right? No. They couldn't make They couldn't make They couldn't make it sound tight. Oh. Make a sound type, sound 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 and we are back from our break. All right, so Sh- Shadow Meltan appears at the end of this Pokemon Go teaser live action trailer thing with Meltan. Uh, we see huge shoulders. We see Meltan's little nut head and eye. And that's pretty much it. So the speculation is is this a new Pokemon? Is this a form change since we know that mythical Pokemon can change forms, like Shaman, like True. Who else can change forms? Keldio, Zygarde. I'm probably missing some. People are probably screaming at their car stereos of which ones I'm forgetting. But anyways, three is enough.
1: Well, all the the uh
0: genie guys They're not mythical. Mirror. Oh, that's right. They, those bo- those boys ain't mythical. <laughs> Fine.
1: Take it away from them.
0: <laughs> Therian forms. I believe a data miner went into the code and saw that there is another spot after Meltan with a unique cry that was similar to Meltan's but not, which leads us to believe that this would be an evolution of Meltan and not a form change. Now, if you do look at Pokemon with form changes, such as... Shaman. Well, Shaman's not in the game yet, (laughs) but... That's true. um, Actually, I think Shaman's code would be in the game, but uh, like Alolan Sandshrew, that would be a good one, or uh, Alolan Vulpix. They don't have different ID numbers. They have the same ID number, and then it's underscore, and then whatever code thing digits that they put on afterwards. So that leads it to believe that if it was a form, it would have an underscore slash some numbers. But in this case, there is a new ID number after Meltan. And now we saw this shadowy image. So some people believe, not confirmed, of course, that this would be then an evolution of Meltan.
2: And isn't it implied in the video that once you have X amount of Meltan together, this new thing appears? Do they kind of like fuse? Well, I mean, that's a Zygarde dealy.
0: Yeah. Well, you would need multiple Meltan for candy, and then you would use that candy to evolve. So I don't necessarily believe that it would be. That that's the other debate too. Is like are Meltans fusing together to form to evolve? Because we have Pokemon that f- technically fuse together that evolve. Like let's let let's not pretend that Magnemite and Magneton. We're not just fusions. It's Magneton is literally just three Magnemites. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Diglet Doug Trio. Yeah, uh, Metagross. Another... Metagross. Yep. Metagross is Metagross. Metagross
0: is literally four Beldums strapped to a Matang. <laughs> My worry, and I would definitely be upset, is if this is ideally multiple Meltans to form a bigger Meltan or an evolution that does really rip off Zygarde's gimmick. Gen I mean, one does. Uh, gen one aside, you know, Gen one is by far not perfect. We Diglett and Doug, Doug Trio and Magneton are literally similar Pokemon in gimmicks. Of they're just three of the base evolution. But Pokemon Company has come a long way with making Pokemon after Gen one, and for the most part, Gen two more unique than that.
2: Yeah, but you're also talking to a group of people that probably don't know who's Iguard are. So there's no reason not to reuse that idea because it would, for the core group that's seeing Meltan and Meltan's evolution, that is a brand new thing that no Pokemon that they are aware of has ever done before.
0: Y- y- you're right. Yeah. They probably have never seen it, but at the same time, like mythical Pokemon are pretty special and unique. Mew is the only mythical Pokemon that can transform into another Pokemon. Which again, gen one, ripping off Ditto. Understand. (laughs) I get it. Smeargle I suppose can also transform with sketch. It's a different conversation though. If you're putting if like every mythical Pokemon is pretty unique, even to the point where like Manaphy is the only mythical Pokemon that can breed, which is cool. Well, I guess unless you count Fiona as a mythical Pokemon, which can also breed, but that's... I mean, we are getting semantics there. Although then you look at a Pokemon like Zeraora and you're like, what do you do that's so special? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Wow. Poor Um, Zeraora. You don't know.
2: I'll tell you
1: what the deal is. The deal is Zygarde never got its game. So they're like, you know what? We never actually fully used that mechanic. We kind of jumbled it into... Pokemon Sun and Moon, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, we can, we can try again with somebody who will put a real push behind. And then they're just going to reuse it.
0: I guess the difference, though, between... If we believe the game data as is this is an evolution, the difference here is, though, Zygarde was never an evolution. Zygarde was four different form changes. You got the Power right. Ranger form, Snake form, Dog form, and then Cell form. This seems like an evolution, and I guess the gimmick would be, this would be the only mythical Pokemon that could evolve. Right. And we've definitely seen in Gen 7, and maybe Gens I think it was Gen 7, where Gen 7 was the first time we got legendary Pokemon to evolve. Right? Cosmog into Cosmoem, Cosmogum yeah. into Solgit, yeah. and then Type Null into Savali, yeah. are legendary Pokemon that can evolve. And then Gen 7 also gave us our first Ultra Beast that could evolve, which was Poiple. 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 So, to me, it doesn't seem like they're scared of making a mythical Pokemon evolve. And that would be cool and unique. But, uh, yeah, I I don't know. It is very both cool and weird to see a bunch of mythical Pokemon in one place. The same mythical Pokemon. Also, that video is just adorable of, like, them clinking their heads together and... Them finding anything that looks to be metal and trying to absorb it.
1: it the little one broke the spoon.
2: It ate the spoon.
1: Must've been real hungry.
2: I mean, I will agree that the video was cute. I, I do think that its multiples will cause an evolution of some sort. I, I, I think it's more than just because you need a bunch of candies. But I mean, there's just not a lot. I'm kind of hoping that I like the evolution form better than the base form, but judging by the shadow, I don't think that will be true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you have against nuts?
2: Nothing. I just don't think it's interesting. I don't like the mechanical Pokemon as a general rule. I don't you're find. Not a, you're not a big clink uh, fan? I'm nope. not a clink fan. I don't like Magnemite. What I about don't Klang? like don't, Nope. What about Kling Clang? (laughs) I don't even know who you are. (laughs) I just don't find the mechanical ones that interesting. And I never have. I don't find their design unique. So it's just... It's fine. I'm curious what they're deciding to do with it. Because it is definitely... I mean, it's definitely exciting because they're trying something new. Which is good. I always like it when they do stuff that's at least branching out somewhere. I hope they, I hope it's not a situation that's a lot like Zygarde where you have to find all of the pieces to make it happen that you can just open that box a lot and get it.
0: Yeah. I'm also curious of how many Meltan can you actually get? It could just be collect a hundred Meltan and it might take you, let's say, let's say for some reason the box takes seven days to reopen. You can maybe get, on a good run, 14, 15 Meltan. You need 100. It's going to take you a couple weeks to do. Maybe you're really good. You can get 25 a run, take you a month. Once you get, you know, whatever solid Meltan or whatever, does that mean you can keep getting Meltan? Like, do you stock up on them? Like, what do you... Do you get one and then you're done? No more box? I mean, don't we
2: think, since the park follow-around thing is 25, that it's 25 Meltan to be the next form? Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, isn't that does the, make sense? Like, the first step would be twenty five. Like, you get twenty five of them, you run them around in Poke Park, they get together, and then they
0: transform into the into their level. Isn't? I mean, that's where my brain went. But what, like, twenty five Meltan evolving into one Mel, like big big Meltan, like that doesn't seem to really make sense. I mean, you don't need three Magnemites to get
2: Magneton. Yeah, but you need. 100 Zygarde cells to make Zygarde complete. Yeah, that's true. We need 50 Zygarde cells to make 50% Zygarde. I mean, they've done it before. It's just Zygarde all over again. <laughs> it's metal Zygarde.
0: That's why I hope it's not Zygarde. <laughs> it's actually
1: going to be a metal cat wrestler. There okay. it is. We're then back wears in. a nut hat.
2: I am, I am even more out. Oh, it has a <laughs> nut hat. Back in. It's
0: Genesect Nut Form. <laughs> mm, I'm out. You lost me there. <laughs> that's Back not a out.
2: cat. I mean, I'm I'm fairly confident the number of Meltdowns is 25. Like that's the one thing that I feel the most sure about because that's the park. That's the park limit. That's the you get them all to follow you around, and I imagine that it will be because of that. It will probably be you can open the box once a day. Once a day. Hmm. Yeah, so you can, after 25 days, you'll be able to, you know, in a month, a month for a lot of people is a long time to do that yeah, every day,
0: and then you'll get, you'll get the next farm. Then the question is, like, if you evolve your Meltan into the big Meltan, how do you get another Meltan back? A new uh, item introduced <laughs>
2: called the Wrench. They're just gonna bring <laughs> the uh,
0: evolution spray from the TCG into. Yes, uh, it's not in the game. And then devolve. That would be, actually be really cool if the evolution spray became a cool thing. Or became I was a real thing.
1: Thinking that recently, like, what if there was a a Pokemon that got a move where it basically devolves the Pokemon that it attacks?
2: That would be so cool. I think well, I mean, there's a couple things that I think. Okay, now we're gonna get on the evolution spray thing real quick. All right. So, there are a lot of Pokemon that if you evolve them, won't learn su- certain moves. So, it would be interesting if there is a way to get them to their final form, and then when you wanted that move, just evolve them, and then level them back up. But, you know, you can still use them in that final form for a while to get through the game, and then evolve them down to so they get Flamethrower, and then push them back up.
0: Also, there should be a place that you can change the ball. People would just scream Digimon. Even though those people probably have never seen more than one episode of (laughs) Digibot, Basically. By the time this episode goes up, we're 31 days away. 32 days away. They're 31 days in Halloween. We'd be 32 days away from Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. So I'm sure our questions will be answered by then. If not, I'm sure episode two of Meltan and the Mystery Box is not the final episode of the two professors. But maybe it is. Don't I don't know. Uh, but we'll keep you updated. Uh S- Slack is keeping us updated here from the Attic Channel Question of the Week, which I forgot to gather, but our community real great did questions anyways. This one is from Steal the Win in Slack. So oh wait, question of the week. Greg Themes. Here comes the question of the week. There we go. All right, if they were to put another Pokemon game on phones, what type of Pokemon game would you like to see?
1: Pokemon Very... Shuffle 2. Done. Answered.
0: Next. No, no.
2: Oh, gosh. What would I like? Um probably like I would like to see a Pokemon Ranger game on the phone.
1: Oh, you got my interest back in again.
2: Like cuz it's real easy to make circles with your with your finger?
1: Loops. We're calling them loops nowadays, loops. but yes.
2: You can make the loops. I think that would be good. I think, like, like the graphics, from I remember from the Ranger games, would look really good on the phone. Uh You could have, you know, since it's mobile, you could have daily missions that you get to complete. So you'd have to go out into whatever zone and find whatever pokemon they've picked for that day like it does lend itself to a mobile experience the controls are very work very well on mobile because like i can't see how that would work on a switch because the touch screen isn't there but it does work in a mobile phone so i think my answer would be i would like to see like the ranger can series continue in a mobile platform and now i've taken all the good ideas from will Yeah, I (laughs) I
1: mean, I say Pokemon Shuffle, too, and you're like, Pokemon Ranger, Ranger. why not? Why not? And drawing loops on a phone screen is not really a mechanic that I know that has been used in games lately.
2: No, I mean, there's a bunch of the drawing games that are getting really popular right now, where it's like, draw the path, or make the figure to make this happen.
1: The fill the glass of water one. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, like, that mechanic is getting popular, or... I shouldn't say popular is it's becoming more of a staple in games so I could definitely see that as being a draw and that series already designed around that being a draw.
0: You got it. But what about <laughs> But wait, Pokemon Shuffle 2. <laughs> no.
2: Matching <laughs> games are oversaturated market.
1: Really? They I mean they
2: only just came out with Candy Crush 2.
0: Is there really a sequel to Candy Crush? It well, then, literally just came out.
2: It just came out, and there's, like, Candy Crush with your friends or something? Or Candy Crush with friends? People Is who that play Candy Crush, can Candy
1: Crush have no friends. Come on. Because <laughs> you're constantly sending that, like, the, the notifications, and it's like, send me power-ups, blah, 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 like, like my thing.
2: I mean, no. true. No. So, okay, pick something other than Shuffle 2. Because we covered Shuffle too? and it's a bad idea. So pick something uh, else, Steve.
0: Pokemon Troze on
1: the phone.
2: <laughs> it's just Shuffle!
0: didn't like Trose. <laughs> nah, they're different. is bad, Shuffle's good. There's like minor changes of how you match things between the two. Uh, I would be... I would not be opposed to them bringing that Pokemon pick crossover. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Agreed. They
2: could also do a mobile version of uh, Pokken. Since
0: fighting games are pretty popular on mobile versions. I don't... I need to meet these people that really like fighting game on mobile. Like, I know they're popular, but... Why? <laughs> Maybe that's just little kids that like to tap and...
1: Well, people like to tap. Yeah, okay, know, so
2: we have Magikarp Jump as their tap game. So, what game? But, what standard game types don't they have? So, the games that are really
1: popular lately... Is the one where you shoot the balls at the blocks and the blocks have numbers on them and you have to destroy the blocks before Angry they get Birds? to the bottom? No. no. It's, it's like old Breakout, but yeah. like, with more stuff to it.
0: Oh. Just make it like
1: different Pokemon and you have different, your balls can be different Pokemon types or something like that. And so you have to kind of get the type advantage to knock out the blocks. And I've got a winner here. This is it.
2: What about. What about the pinball games? Are pinball games good on mobile? Mm. I mean, nothing's good on mobile. Pinball's not hot right now. All right, so, okay, so we know Magic Arc Jump is their tapper, Shuffle is their bejeweled, Camp is their thing. Pictures.
1: Yeah, but that's not a Pokemon game.
2: Pokemon Camp with, I mean, it's got little things in it. Uh, Quest is what type of game? Their summoning game? Quest is their like candy or a cookie clicker game. But isn't Magicard jump their cookie clicker game?
1: Yeah, no, because you're actively... says that Quest is a cookie clicker game, but it's not. It is,
0: because cookie clickers, you're just grinding the same thing until your numbers get bigger, and then you grind yeah, the next thing until your numbers get bigger. The whole thing
1: about it is that you leave it running and you never turn it off. Quest, you turn off.
0: You don't have. Well, if you're playing it wrong, if you turn Quest off, <laughs> you gotta let that. You gotta let it go, go, go. You can't stop.
2: No, that you do true, one Co- mission and then you
0: you walk away. One mission's not enough. You need to know what's in those pots. It is it is a, it is very yeah, I would also cross it with a summoning game. Yeah. They don't have surprisingly, not that I don't I don't think I think this style is out, but the like tower defense games, there's oh. none. Mm. Like, I think tower defense was very early iPhone. I mean tower um, defense is
2: still pretty popular. So what if they had like Pokemon gym where you set up trainers with pokemon as your tower defense and you had to just stop challengers from getting to the gym boss and then you could arrange the gym boss to be the final like the you that's the final tower that could be a fun game pokemon gym i think we need to work on that name oh, it's a prototype <laughs>
0: Uh the other thing that I'm spitting out gold and you're you got nothing but shuffle two. Where I don't know what those games are called, uh, but it's like Simpsons Tapped Out, where you're like building your town and then your town's oh, Like genera- Sim city kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, kind of. What was the other popular game that did that? I guess like Farmville. I, I mean I there's suppose. a
2: lot of them that are build the town and then they build resources. Yeah, but
0: and then Digimon had Something like that with, uh, dang, I can't remember what it was called, but it was less town-focused, but the town was still there that you were building. But how, so what would you build? Like, a Pokemon daycare center? Would it be like... You build Pokemon school, Pokemon, uh, police station, Pokemon center, Pokemart, self-clothed well, tower. Well, no, you do
1: it, you do it like Mystery Dungeon, Lysander where the Pokemon Labs. have their own town and everything.
2: Oh, that, yeah, I can see that. And you could select, like, a Pokemon to go off on a quest that you wouldn't actually see, but you'd send them off to come back with stuff and then have a chance of, like, an expanded Pokepelago. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Turn Pokepelago into something yeah, better that's for mobile. It. There What's you go. What's that
0: Fallout? That Fallout game does the same thing as, like, Simpsons Tapped Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. What's the one that I'm playing right now that Fallout does that? Fallout Shelter. Shelter, yes. I yeah. I'm surprised there's not a Pokemon game of that yet, but maybe they'll have Genius Sorority do something. All right, Will. Give us our Pokemon. Thank you, Steele, for that question. Sorry, I forgot to gather questions, but Steele was on top of it that week. Thank you to all the uh, the Slack people who are supporting at the attic level on Patreon because they were the ones that pulled some of the news this week, and they were the ones that uh, put together questions without me asking this week. So,
1: what <laughs> what is the attic level in the Patreon?
0: It's ten dollars a
2: month. Yes.
0: Yes. Am I not at $10 a month? Is that what I'm doing wrong? You might. be. I think you. I don't know. I didn't invite people to it. I put Mark in charge of that. Yes. Community Addict is $10 a month.
1: Wow. Gee. Maybe I need to get paid $10 a month to do Pokemon of the week. Maybe that's <laughs> what that to start working Maybe out. Maybe that's what has to happen. Or I could get into the Addict channel. There you hmm. go. Hmm. Get Mark hmm. to do it. Mark, put him in there. Um, maybe he's keeping me out for some Australian reason. Who knows? Who Possibly. Who knows? All right. Because I was so hard on you guys last week, I've made it easier this oh, week. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, now so I'm not
2: going to get it. You guys are
1: most likely going to get this one because it's really simple. Jump fluff. It, it's October. <laughs> there are no Jump fluff in October. Some Pokemon are hard to get, not because they have low encounter rates in the wild, but because there is some weird trick required to get them. For example, in Kalos, Rotom will only appear in the Lost Hotel on Tuesdays, or Mantyke will only evolve into Mantine if there is a Remoraid in your party. When this week's Pokemon was first introduced, it would keep the same Pokeball as its prior evolution. This has now been changed so that you have to have a normal Pokeball available in your bag to obtain this Pokemon. If you want to have this Pokémon in a Love Ball, well, you can't. This Pokémon is no Angel, and it isn't even Flying-type, but it will not take any damage from Ground-type moves. Honestly, if you know this Pokémon, it is easy to dismiss. Otherwise, you may have some real trouble. One popular trick is to have this Pokémon hold a Focus Sash. Focus Sash is a held item that allows a Pokémon with full HP to survive an attack with 1 HP left if that attack would have otherwise knocked it out. Unfortunately, a Focus Sash will disappear after it is used, so you need to be careful when using one during wild Pokemon battles. In tournaments, luckily, even items like Focus Sash or berries that would normally disappear after use are retained from one battle to the next. Much like Vileplume and Blossom, this Pokemon has a partner evolution that also has a unique feature. And that feature makes it very popular in Baton Pass competitive strategies. So who is this week's Pokemon of the
2: week?
0: I know. I think I know. It
2: is Uh, Shedinja. I agree.
1: Well, except properly pronounced, it's Shedinja. Shedinja. There's a D in there. Yeah, that's the, that's it. You are co- both correct. I told you I made it easy for you this week.
0: <laughs> I actually didn't know that you needed a, a one free pokeball. I just thought you needed a, uh, an extra space.
1: Yeah, you have to have a and it has to be a regular pokeball. It can't be one of them great balls or ultra balls or any of those other fancy balls. But yeah, if um in gen 3 it was it would get whatever ball um Ninjask was in? Yeah. But that was my trick about the love ball. Love balls were not available in Gen 3. So mm. you can't have a shedinja in a
2: love ball. Not with that, dude. I'm iffy on the on the shuffle. Oh no. It's mostly good. I don't know why the eyes I don't know why the eyes bother me so much on that shuffle sprite, but they do. Well,
1: I mean the eyes are supposed to be empty.
2: Yeah. It's staring into my soul, it's making me uncomfortable. Well don't stare into the back of a
1: shedinja because it will steal your soul.
0: I know. I'm glad I'm only seeing the front. A lot of trivia here. From Generation 4 and onwards, a basic Pokeball requirement for evolution is removed from the bag upon evolution to produce Shed Ninja. In Gen 3, Shed Ninja instead copied the ball Ninkata was in. This is the legitimately the only way to get Shed Ninja in a non-standard Pokeball. No other Pokemon have the same type combination as Shed Ninja, which is uh, Bug Ghost? Bug Ghost.
1: Bug Ghost.
0: Shininja has the lowest base base stat total of all ghost Pokemon and the lowest base stat, base special defense stat of all ghost Pokemon. Shininja is the only evolved Pokemon that has a lower base stat total than its pre-evolved form. Shininja is one of only three Pokemon, other than non-baby, to have a different egg group than its evolutionary relatives being in the mineral egg group, while Ninkata and Ninjask are in the bug egg group. The other two Pokemon that share that trait are Nidorina and Nidoqueen. They are both in the undiscoverable egg group. However, because it has no gender, it cannot breed with any other Pokemon than Ditto. Janinja inherits the same game of origin, personality value, IVs, EVs, OT, trainer ID, secret number ID, and met location as Ninkada that shed it. It also inherits Pokeris if Ninkada had it. Among other things, due to keeping the same game origin, personality value, trainer, I, trainer, and secret ID numbers, Shininja will be shiny if and only if Ninkada was shiny. The sh- the shed, ninja shed from Ninkanda has no nickname, and the player is not given an opportunity to nickname it. The only way to give Sheninja a nickname is for the... Uh, Ninkata's, originally tra- Ninkata's originally tra- original trainer takes it to the name Raider. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, that that's new. I, I mean, to me. You have to manually nickname it after the fact. Uh, Sheninja's Wonder Guard ability renders it immune to 13 of 18 attack types. The most of any Pokemon. Four of these immunities to Ice, Bug, Steel, and Fairy are entirely unique to Sheninja. It also gives it a few other distinctions. Even if it is affected by Foresight or Odor Sleuth, Sheninja is still immune to normal and fighting attacks. Sheninja is immune to all one-hit knockout moves, unless the Pokemon has Aerolate and uses Guillotine or Horn Drill. Shininja is the only Pokémon immune to ground attacks during Gravity, as well as a thousand arrows. If soaked, if soak is used to make Shininja a Water type, it will have immunities to sixteen of eighteen attack types. Dagnabbit! Wow, that's a that's a meta right there. Prior to Gen Five, if Ninkada learns a move upon evolving into Ninjask, Shininja will also know this move. This means that Sheninja can only learn any of Ninjax's moves up to level 20, but it can all only stimulate, simultaneously have multiple of them if they are learned at the same level. From Gen 5 and onwards, Sheninja starts with the moves Ninkata knew prior to evolution. Sheninja is the only... There's so much trivia. There's Sheninja a is lot. the only genderless Pokemon that can learn... A, that Shininja is the only genderless Pokemon that can learn egg moves as Nincada. Staryu and Starmie have egg moves programmed into their data for gold and silver, but there is no way for them to learn these moves. Sheninja is the only Pokemon in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Red Rescue Team and Blue Rescue Team to be able to change its name. In Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon, Wild Shininja will spawn on any tile where a Wild Nincada was defeated after several turns have passed. They move every one they move once every two turns and do not attack. Additionally, other wild Pokemon will try to attack the wild Sheninja if they are nearby, allowing them to evolve without defeating the player or their allies if they succeed in causing it to faint. Finally, Sheninja is the only Pokemon with a base stat total of 263. There's some more trivia <laughs> Yes, there is. <laughs> This is H- How did you work tonight. This is HP trivia. Shininja one has-
1: HP trivia.
0: Sheninja has many unique characteristics derived from the fact that it only has one HP. Sheninja is the only Pokemon to have a stat not calculated by the standard formula. If it were, Sheninja would have at least 11 HP, even at level one. Sheninja is the only Pokemon that cannot gain additional HP EVs. In Generation 6, EVs in HP can be learned from Super Training, even though they have no effect on Shininja. Having only 1 HP, Shininja's Defense and Special Defense stats normally have no purpose in battle. However, Sheninja receives Substitute through Baton Pass. Its Defense and Special Defense are then factored into the damage the Substitute takes. Shininja's defense and special defense stats also become relevant if a Pokémon uses Transform on it, or if Shininja uses Power Trick via Mimic. From Gen 4 onwards, Shininja is the only Pokémon that can knock out, that can knock itself out from a full health recoil damage from a Struggle. Out there you go, Shininja can struggle. <laughs> Outside of battle, Sheninja immediately recovers from poison after four steps. In Generation 4, in Generation 3, it will immediately faint after four steps. Despite being able to learn Substitute, Bide, and Rest, they will always fail. Consequently, the only way that Sheninja can have a Substitute is via Baton Pass. Though Sheninja can learn Sandstorm... It normally can't use it without making itself faint. If Sheninja uses Pain Split via Mimic, it will cut its target's HP in half similarly to Super Fang. Sheninja is the only Pokemon that has its HP restored to maximum when leveled up with a rare candy prior to Generation 6 or revive with a revive. In generation 5 and onward, if a Shininja has sturdy, for example, being hit by a worry seed followed by a skill swap or something else with sturdy, it can survive any non dam, it can survive any damaging move or confusion damage. If Shininja is holding a focus sash, it can survive a single damaging move or instance of confusion damage. Shininja is the only Pokemon that will never recover HP using an HP draining move. There you go. It's a whole lot of information about a very complicated Gen Three Pokemon.
1: It's wonderful.
0: It's pretty amazing. Spooky. That's one of the. That's one
2: of the. That's one of the out there ones that I'm like. You know, they really went there
0: with Shed Ninja. Yeah, I think you could probably make the same argument about Komala in Gen Seven. Yeah, Comatose is a heck of a ability.
2: For a while there, it was like I was trying to figure out if there was a way to skill swap Wonderguard onto a Sableye when it had no weaknesses, but that was not
0: a thing. (laughs) Well, I think that's our episode. Thank you all for listening. Will, thank you for the Pokemon of the week.
1: Where's my $10?
0: (laughs) (laughs) One day. Uh, We will be back next week, of course, again. No clue if Gen 4 is coming this week, but it's okay. It'll arrive, and then we'll have to wait another year for another generation. So <laughs> no rush Yeah, but it'll on be that. Gen 5. It's worth the wait. That is worth the wait. We are only 30 reviews away from 1,000 reviews on Apple Podcasts. So thank you, everyone, that reviewed us last week. 30 reviews away. It would be amazing if we can get to that before... Let's go Pikachu! Let's go Eevee! Comes out. So if you haven't done so already, you use an iOS device or uh, iPad, which is also an iOS device. I don't know why I said that. Or you got for some reason your mother didn't uninstall iTunes on on her computer. Just click over there. It's super effective. Leave us a review. That would really help us out. Will is at washing the sink. Correct. I am at dragging a lake and Greg is at the white wing. No, nah, not the. Oh, sorry, just White Wing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the washing the sink, the dragging a lake, the <laughs> White Wing. I'm to get
1: you nowhere.
0: Um get to our parody accounts. Yeah, I will uh, I'm being featured on Twitch's front page uh, every single Monday, so if you want to swing by and see a bunch of people Uh, hanging out. It is Monday nights from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is uh, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern. If you want to hang out on front page, it's really exciting. I'm still slightly confused why Twitch picked me. Maybe they saw something okay, I guess, but uh, that's exciting. Nonetheless, we will be back next week, of course something something end of the show otherwise <laughs> wait can I make a public service announcement for sure
1: yes I. so I recently found out that somebody I don't know who made a fake Facebook page with my name and they had stolen my photos and made a face so number one I apologize if anybody tried to Facebook friend me and it, it wasn't me but if you do want to Facebook friend me just go to facebook.com slash wash in the sink and that's the real me and then message me and say, and then I'll, I'll message you back and say, yes, it's the real me. Um, mm. So I tried to get that other page taken down. I haven't checked to see if they did. But I was kind of surprised that somebody made a fake Facebook page of me. But I'm whatever. sure it was
0: just a robot that just pulled. Something
1: like that, yeah.
0: We will see you guys next week. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. And we are Super Effective. Super Rangers.
1: Man, I need them. another version of that
2: game. Yeah, we do.
0: A big shout-out to the producers of this show, starting with Kevin, Cygnus, Ivan, Jeff, Pat Matrick, Robert, and Alex. Thank you so much for your support and supporting It's Super Effective. If you would also like to support It's Super Effective, you can head over to Patreon dot com slash it's super effective or even easier isc dot cash thank you all for listening and we'll see you next week